0: I remember saying to him, this is some
1: trip
0: Sean Murray, this is unbelievable. He says, well, it's not a trip, Muggsy. it's a tour. And I was
1: like, no, but you know
0: what I mean? He says, no, I don't. Pro there again D the, uh, Dal, <laughs> yeah, anyway, and G. D and Yeah, It's L and G anyway, Galvin <laughs> anyway. That's the that's the brand name in anyway. here. This season the show is brought to you by AirGrid, official timing sponsors of the GAA All Ireland Hurling and Football Championship, and key drivers in Ireland's pursuit of a cleaner energy future. Agus Faulter the Coral Thomas. For another episode of Corraletts Moss in association with Airgrid, delighted and honoured to have the great John Jackson Kiley with me this week. He of Waterford fame, uh, a great GA man, and uh, looking forward to the chat. John, Faulter Thank you, Thomas. Um, I might as well hit it hard early, John. Kilrossenty, mm. they're green and gold. Yeah. You tell me the truth. Did yes. Kerry yeah, copy? Yeah, you're, you're wearing
1: all your jerseys. <laughs> yeah, I
0: was just going to ask it. Did <laughs> Killrossenty copy Kerry, or did Kerry copy?
1: Well, actually, what happened T. was in uh, in zero four when Kerry won their first all Ireland. Uh, they also won the by the way in nineteen o five as well. But there was a there was a man who all these all these people came from this parish, Rody Kilman. He was a star athlete of the day. He won. Um teen Munster Championships in the high Hurdles, 400 metre Hurdles. He he won uh, rowing events in Hen in Henley and the uh, regatta in Henley. And he was one of the outstanding Kerry footballers of that time. He, he, um, he emigrated, I think, to I think it was Castle Island, it was the bank in Castle Island. He walked in the bank in Castle Island and he was on the Kerry team, as I said, in 04. And uh, and sorry, in zero, sorry, I'm wrong about zero four, zero three and zero four, zero three and zero four. Uh, 0-3 they won it uh, I think they had two or three games at Kildare that year to win it but anyway he was on the, he played between draws and replays he played in five All-Irelands he had the Kylrassen T jersey I think Klain represented Kildare in the 0-3 final and there was some debate about the jerseys and uh, he had the in T jersey which was green and gold and the Kerry chairman at the time thought that was a good one because there was a bit of a rivalry it would, well obviously there's always been good rivalry among the clubs in Kerry as you have the captain coming from the Champion Club in Kerry and the uh, Champion Club's colours represented, was under Kerry representatives obviously at the time. So they decided to get a, a set of jerseys and those colours in 03. And we have it in, we have it in writing. says the fellow that was presented to the Kyrrhasni Club in 1887, the uh, border of shamrock surrounding the, uh, the tower, the round tower, the harp and the Irish wolfhound. found. And you wore that to and your jersey for many years until a few years back when you had to change it. So that was, that was actually presented to the Kylrowski Club in 1887. So that is, that, that is your crest. So that is the big connection between the two clubs. So Rody kelvin bought the colours and he started and won two All-Irlands for Kerry and played a huge part in him because he was no standing player. He was on that great team that included the legendary Dick Fitzgerald who won five All-Irlands for Kerry, the famous stadium in Killarney named after him Morris McCarthy, and, of course, the great Austin Stack, after whom the Pitching Talley is named. That's where it all began. You'd have
0: a fierce interest, Jackson, in in Kerry football, wouldn't you? What do you say when you cross the border every time?
1: Well, every time we pass, when we cross the border from Cork (laughs) and we're going in and we see this sign, Welcome to Kerry, I say to the lads, God, lads, it's great to be going home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. And we have it here. It's, It's a beautiful old parish here. We have the Cumberland Mountains, and like I was saying, we have the uh, Greenway, and we have the Waterfalls. There's lots of, it's, it's a place to be proud of. And, of course, we have a huge football tradition. We won our first championship uh, in 1888. Uh, we played in the first Munster championship that was played that year, even though there was no all Ireland played that year. But uh, we took Boho Crow, I think, to a few Fahbill Pines, and they actually won the all Ireland the following year. So right from the very beginning, we've been ever-present. And the football is the big game here, always has been, always. I, I hope it always will be.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say there are pockets of, of Waterford, no more than you. it would be described as a hurling county, but there'd be uh, no more than Kerry, where there are places in Kerry where they play hurling and no football. There's, it's the same in
1: Waterford, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Well, well, right here where we are, a bit between north of us, north of the mountain, we have South Tipperary comes in there, obviously, and uh, between us and the sea is the club called Stradbally, and they, obviously, well, they wear the they wear the red jerseys, the same as Cork. So that's a that's a it's a, it's a huge rivalry with those over many many years as well, you know. But our history is better than theirs. They didn't win their first title until about nineteen forty. Yeah, I think they won that world. So we we have that one on them. We've been there, you know. But since since the around the 1940s, we've been. We've been deadly rivals. Then we have brought Garmic to the east, also in the Cumra Mountains, also deadly rivals, and the Nair between us and South Tipperary. So that's a, that's a great pocket. All, all good football clubs.
0: All, I, I went to college. I used to meet a fella from the Nair every Friday morning above in Limerick, and we'd go for and the two of us inter-county footballers at the time. You were probably in charge of them at the time. Brian Wall, <laughs> and the two of us would meet every Friday morning for a fry in Limerick. Yes. I, I don't know, it wasn't a diet. I'd say you had him on a strict diet that time,
1: John. Well, we had no dietitians. I was the dietitian. <laughs> but Brian Wilde was very good, yeah. Brian Wilde, a lovely fella, yeah. And uh, he gave great service to the county. He actually was a, quite a good holder. He played senior championship for the county, you know. But a uh, Nixon footballer. His dad won the Railway Cup with Munster at fullback in 1972 with John yeah. 2 and Mick O'Connell and those guys, you know.
0: Who were the Who were the I was just going to say it. Who were the big footballers of the time when you were growing up, John?
1: When I, when I when I was growing up, everybody's hero was the legendary Miko O'Connell. marvelous player. And, you uh, see, him, you
0: saw him plenty of times
1: in in the flesh. I did, I did. And what what was so what was so unique about him was the way he was able to get up so high from a standing position, uh, you know, and hang in the air for the ball. And also he's legendary kicking and free taking, like the guy. The guy had everything, and he was, he was just, he was just brilliant. And we took him, we got him to come to Liam Brian to uh, a football uh, himself and Pop Fitzgerald, Morris's, Morris's father, yeah, uh, brought him to Liam Brian uh, back in about, I think 92. Yeah, it was it was 1992 because we were having a celebration of an old team, and the two lads came down for the celebration. But I arranged a football, a football uh, session in the field. We had a junior team at the time, a fairly good junior team and we a senior team. And I, I was interested in trying to get Miko to show the guys the proper way to kick a football, uh, the proper way to fetch it, catch it and all that kind of thing. But of course, when Miko, when Miko out and came out in the field, all he wanted to do was play the game himself. <laughs> <laughs> so he just didn't have the patience to, so, to show guys, you know. And then he says to me, John, he said, we'll have a game. And he said, i go and goal for one team. So we had a junior team versus the senior team. And I put Mick, Mick in the goal in the junior team. So we went to Crotty's pub after, and we had a good old night up there. And uh, a good friend of mine, Harry Queen, who played for the county, had the unenviable job of marking Bama list in the Munster Championship game that she played against Waterford in Dungarvan in 1987. It was a great game. But anyway, Harry said to me, Jackson, you must be the worst selector in the history of the club. And I said, Why? He said, "You put the greatest footballer of all time in the goal. How could you do that?" Because <laughs> <laughs> <Of> course, <laughs> was in goal and he kicking out, he kicking out the ball, and he was he was shouting orders at, at every you know the guys up the field, and every time he'd lob it straight to the to the midfield or the wing back or whatever, he was deadly accurate with the kicks. I always kind of think there isn't enough footage
0: of old games, and I know that Crow Park. It's one thing that I never understand. Crow Park have a vault of all the football. All matches, I would love to have access to them. Like, and I, I'd love to see the old games and the old Kerry teams playing at the time. Was the football tough, hard, physical at the time? And how did it, how did O'Connell? I know fellas would say he didn't mix it, but he had to be able to mind himself.
1: Oh yeah, well yeah, he, had, he had, but he was so he was so athletic, Thomas. You know what I mean? He was he was just um, he was just one of these guys that seemed to be he was. It, I think the hallmark of a great player, you're often hear a guy saying. Um, Geez, he got an awful lot of time on the ball. But good players always seem to get time. The same way with soccer. You see Modric there for Real Madrid. He seems to have all night on the ball. And he passes the ball perfectly. And even he's only a little light guy. Mick O'Connell was similar in Gaelic football. The man was just... He was just a genius. His kick passing was brilliant. He would put the right weight on the ball. He was years. He was light years ahead of his time. Were you, were you always...
0: John, were you always involved in management I suppose with starting with the club obviously but were you always involved at some level and, and how did you start in it and, and how did it evolve
1: I started I started I started with the club I started with the club and, uh, and with, with minor teams and up along you know and then uh, the county board the county board chairman at the time in 19 back in uh, I had been involved a few times with a guy called grade five so was a great character Oh yeah, he was over. He was over the. He was over. Uh, he was over the senior team around uh you know, in the 1990s and even before that. And I don't. I don't. A few stints with him, you know, and we had some great fun traveling around the country because Craig was a great character. But uh, I got involved with the junior team in zero, in 99, 1999, and uh, we won the All Ireland that year. We beat Meat in the final. And uh, the reason we did beat Meat in the final is because we had that, the rules suited Waterbutt. You could play your second best team, guys who hadn't played senior. We'll say in '98 uh, could play on the junior team in '99. But um, we had a small Pat Welch who played senior Holland for the county, but was an outstanding footballer. And uh, we had him at centre back, and we had Niall Geary who played for Nemo. I think he captained Nemo to win a Cork, uh, a Cork championship. I know I'm well. And, uh, yeah, Nemo uh, Geary also played for uh, also played for Munster. And on the other side, then, we had Alan Reynolds, who was an outstanding soccer player. And Alan Reynolds was a great kick kick passer of the ball. And we had Small Paddy centre-back, who was the real man to cover across the line. You know, if there was a weakness on the right or the left, he was able to cover the cross. And, of course, Geary was outstanding and real. Uh, A minor version of Tommaso O'Shea on the other side. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm
0: not mistaken, Geary gave Canavan enough of it in a Railway Cup match at
1: some stage. Oh he did, Jack. Oh, Geary, Geary was a yeah, good tough man. He's a tough man, yeah. He'd be he'd be he'd have a lot of uh, he'd be he'd be kind of well connected in the G A well the 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 old Auckland He has, has Dinny Allen minding him now, John, isn't he? Dinny Allen's, yeah. Well he's uh, he's uh, that's what I are saying. His children now are connected to Jimmy Bally Murphy, Dinny Allen, and himself and the old Auckland. So <laughs> there's a good brief coming through there, Tomas. There is, but that time, John,
0: you had to. I know you say that you were allowed to play your second team. He still mm. Kerry would always have had good junior teams. Cork would always have had good junior teams. So to achieve an All Ireland that time was huge for Watford. Yeah,
1: well it was. Yeah, well we we uh, we got out of Munster. We we beat Cork and we beat Cork in the semi final, and uh, it kind of fell into place a bit after that. There was a few more good guys came on board, you know, and. Uh, we beat in the Munster final. Uh, we had a tremendous game against a very good Roscommon team up in Portlaoise in the semi-final, and the All Ireland final. We beat Meath. I remember the score; was two twelve to two eleven. And a funny story in that one is uh, I had a nephew playing full forward, a guy called Jack O'Kiley. He was very fast and he was he, he was a good player, but um, he's, he uh, he he. The, the, the way he would, he, the, the, the meat keeper decided he'd take a shot kick out after we equalize. He, he wanted to begin the move, to maybe to in his opinion, might start a match winning move. But the ball went out over the line right in front of the stand in O'Moore in in Park. And Jack O'Keilly had run over, and I said to Jack, Oh, kick that bloody thing wide now. I said, And we'll kick the living stuff out of them in the replay, you know? No, no, he said, Look at David Ryan. And he kicked the ball across to David Ryan, who was the corner back who had come forward. And David took a few steps and kicked the sail over the bar for the winner. And of course, afterwards, when we'd won our island, the guys looking up to me and they were saying, "Jackson, geez, you're a genius, lad. How did you pick out that?" <laughs> are... I, I, I told him the exact opposite. But that's the way it is. <laughs> you
0: know. I was told, I was told you had great celebrations after that, John. And you were up on a, were you up on a, on a, on a trailer? Did
1: a man have an accident? We were up on, an well, open top bus, Yeah, going into the square and doing and one of the guys, a, chap, uh, a, good, a good player, too, and he's a good, very good player, a guy called Stuky, silky Power. silky was booze. And he said to me, Jackson, I think I'm Superman. I had an awful job to stop him from jumping off the top of the bus. <laughs> 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 but uh, we had good celebrations. So we won that thing again in 2004. We beat a very good cock team in 2004 and the, the final. The cock team, the and Quirk, who won an All-Star. Um, I think Donnie K O'Connor was actually only come on as a sub in that. And uh, the boy from Ballygarvin, that won in Alls there, Jeff Spillane was centre-back on it. Johnny Hayes from Ross was on it. You know, so they had, a, they had quite a good team. And we beat, we beat them in a very, very good Munster final. And we went on to win the All-Ireland in that year as well. So, and after that then, uh, after that then we, I progressed onto the senior team in 2005. And I remember in our first game in Dungarvan, in a league game in Dungarvan, we played Cavan. But as we were only setting out and the panel was only small, we would only about 17 or 18 in the panel. I was trying to get guys to come on board. They were all disillusioned, you know. After the previous year, they had got some awful hammerings the year before. And uh, I was trying to get good guys to come on board. But uh, Cavan were kicking goals off fun in Dungarvan. I remember Jason Riley probably got three or four and Shawnee Johnson got a few more, you know. It was like, I think the final score ended up something like maybe 7.15 to 8 points. They beat us by about 28 points. But after that, I got a few good guys on board, and we put up a very good performance against Derry down in Welsh Park. We played a few more teams we didn't do too bad, and we had a good game with John Kennedy, former Kerry footballer, was the manager of Clare. We had a very good game with them both minutes to the championship. So the following year then we played, the following year then we, were, we had a few up and down results in the league, but we ended up to make a long story short. We ended up playing Cabin in the last, in our last, our last league game. Cabin were 50 to one on. All they had to do was beat poor lolly Waterford. And um, we, we, we decided anyway, we, we traveled by car up to the matter rather than going on a bus, it was the last league game. We, had, we, we were down about, you know, 12th from the bottom or whatever. We were just more or less, was, we were just playing for pride or whatever. So we decided we'd travel by cairn, we'd all meet put the in still. And the boys had that dietitian oh, food, you know, the stuff that you like, the... Uh, <laughs> pasta. And, uh, yeah, pasta. Yeah. So we all headed, we all headed, we all headed up, we all headed up anyway. So a few of the boys went to the shop, there was no shop outside the entrance going in, and they got mars bears and bottles of orange, and, crisps and stuff like that <laughs> so somebody from the cabin setup had seen this going on you know and the, the, the cabin chairman says to me uh you know when, uh, when are the team coming i said that's the team so he thought we were joking he said that's not it. i said that's the team yeah that's it i said there's only about 18 or 19 of us here but you see on the way on, on the way of one of the selectors and myself from the car, a guy called tom condon and another guy called Paddy Welsh got wrestling. He was in the county board. And um the previous year, we were, we were like uh, as I said, we were only starting out the defense, the full back line, especially, they were like hit and duck. So there was an awful lot of there was an awful lot of space between the two lines. So I just I set the tongue going up. We have we have two guys now at corner Forward. Jason Ryan, who went on, you know, Jason Ryan, he went yeah. on to be manager of Wexford and Kildare yeah. and quite a good guy, and he was very interested in in the, Tactics, and uh, he used to stay back after training and do and do free taking drills as well, you know. So I said, "We'll get Jason. Jason is a good engine. We'll get Jason to be a sweeper. We'll we'll put him in that. We'll put him in that area between the two lines because they are going to pop the ball in, in front of Shawnee Johnson and Young Riley into the other corner, and we'll be like sitting ducks. Now we already had in Shane Briggs and the guy called Damon Welsh. We already have two solid corner backs anyway. So." he said to me, why not bring back Stephen Cunningham as well and we'll put two guys in there. So Steve, so we had two intelligent guys, we'd put them back in in the box and Kevin were popping the ball in, in front of the two guys but the, the hearing was congested so we had, I suppose we were we started off something like a kind of a blanket defence. <laughs> I was <laughs> okay. just going
0: to say it John, you probably started the, the, the defence of football you.
1: We, 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 we frustrated Kevin, yeah and we ended up we ended up getting some mighty scores we had a big guy full forward called Galli, Hunley, there was a bit of a it wasn't just uh, two boys came out, all right, with Gary Honley, one man, one man, one operator, and they, they had two guys on him. And we had uh, Limo Lanan, and um, we had Limo Lanan, a real speed merchant in the half-forward line to carry the ball and get the ball in. Every ball was to be kicked in on top of Honley, and every ball was kicked in on top of Honley, they fouled Honley. And we got, we got a good few frees, but we had a, a guy called Cal O'Keefe who kicked some amazing pints the same day as well. We ended up beating him by a few pints, and uh, it was a huge shock. And by Kevin, by us beating Cavan, they failed to be promoted. So the result was Westmeath were promoted. So the county board chairman from Westmeath wanted to me. He wanted, me to make, he wanted to make me a Freeman of Mullingar, at Long or know, someplace.
0: <laughs> Somebody told me that in the match programme it was written that it would have been the biggest disaster since the Titanic if Cavan were beaten that day. Is that true?
1: That's absolutely true. Yeah, He's the biggest, the biggest disaster, the, bis- the biggest disaster since the sinking of the Titanic in, in 1912. or yeah, 1912. Yeah. So that was that was a that was a motivational speech in the dressing room. They also sort of felt to our uh, our goals against, you know, <laughs> our, our goals against. So they said that our, our that our our scoreline our, that our, our, our defensive record would look. Would look an awful lot worse by Sunday evening in 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 Park, you know. So it took it took. I I've had the experts in Cavan and other areas and also say it took Cavan an awful long time to recover from that from that defeat, you know. But but that that wasn't if we went to uh, we played a few challenge games after that and then we went to Kerry and played G above in Killarney, in the Munster semi-final, and uh, you beat us sixteen points to eight and. I remember in that game we had a penalty and and, and your keeper saved it. But um, I was that day, it was a wet day. It was a wetish day, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I remember saying to the lads before the match, guys were coming in and out and saying no, it's wet. And I said, this Stadium is, the, is is the greatest football pitch in the country. That will be perfect. Don't worry about that. If you can't play football here, you can't play football anywhere. And we played the same tactics against you that day. It was always. <laughs> I think Michael Frank and Bootswold were the two corner fouls. But you weren't, you, weren't, you weren't firing well. It was after that that you brought Starr from, full fo- uh, from uh, midfield to, uh, to full foul. Actually, he had a mighty game that day against us in midfield, himself and at the two of them. We couldn't get to grips with the two of them in the middle of the field. But our, our defence played well.
0: Was so, it hard, John? Was it hard? And I'm just thinking, oh, and I don't mean this in any sense. Would it be hard? I always think like, it was easy for teams if you were up the top end and if you were playing for a a Dublin or whatever, to be easy get fellas to motivate them and it'd be easy. You'd have a list of fellas that you that you could turn away and you could do this. Was it hard every year to start the year to see who you had and who you who, who
1: wanted to play with Watford? Well, Tomas, the problem is you see you're always in discount. You always you have guys that are really good at, at board courts, you know, and you'd love you'd love to have a few. Shane Welsh, for instance, now was a super was a super footballer. Yeah. But we could we we couldn't have him. We only had him at the end there in 0 9, you know.
0: He was and brilliant. I, was I actually played against him in, in club
1: with Nemo and the Munster Club. He was outstanding. He was after playing. Happy, hardy, a hardy fellow, yeah. Good yeah. Player. Scored a winning goal against Kelly in 2003 in the Munster under-21 football final down in Welsh Park. And that was a good Kelly team as well, you know. And he, he himself and the Brick Welsh was a famous holder as well. Like. The Brick Welsh was a super footballer. Yeah, you know, there was always those five, four, of, you know, and they, and them guys would be lead, they they have leadership qualities, you know. But on that team from 0-6 to zero nine, there there was five or six lads there that had leadership qualities, and there was a lot of enthusiastic lads there. And you know, like I said to the boys, we're not going to win Munster, we're not going to win. Uh, we were always realistic, but we're going to enjoy it. If we're going to Sligo lads, we'll head off, we'll head off the night before, and we'll stay there and we'll have a bit of a crack and we'll enjoy it. We're going to play football, but we'll, yeah. we'll you know. And that's it. Like I I can look back on it, I can say I enjoyed the bloody thing anyway, you know. And I'd say all the boys I meet, a lot of them since, and there are there always some story about something that happened. Like we were up, we were up playing Antrim, and uh, we stayed in the Caligdale Hotel there on the border. You know what? And we had this kid man, he's he's actually the, the man who looks after the scoreboard in the Frau Field, he's a gas character, Ollie Drummy is his name. And Ollie uh, loves a few pints and having a bit of a crack. So we just bring him off on the bus on the away games and he was down as the kit man. So he was really dressed up to kill now this time. He had a blazer on him. He looked well, but he was a spitting image of a guy called Martin Cullen. You remember him? He was a he was a waterfront uh, political figure, a minister. Okay. Got, into a, got into a bit of trouble over those voting machines and some woman that was paid an awful lot of money. <laughs> Right, a character on the backroom team, a guy called Paco Cullen, and Paco put up a request for the Waterford football team. There was music going on in the bar, you know. A request for the Waterford football team who are going up playing Antrim, and uh, especially their number one, their number one supporter, Minister Martin Cullen, who's staying with him tonight. <laughs> Everybody in the place was looking around for Martin Cullen. <laughs> Paco said to me, "Now, Jackson, the biggest trouble is." You can't, get, you can't have anybody talking to Martin Cullen because the minute this guy his mouth, oh, will open his mouth, they know he's not Martin Cullen. <laughs> but eventually this very loud lady came up to Ali. Ollie. Ali's a small guy, only about maybe five foot four or five. And she was looking down at him and she says, bleeding hell, minister, she said, what could I do for you for all that money you gave that other woman? And he looked up at her and he said, be god, ma'am, you could do a lot." <laughs> But you wouldn't mind John oh, Yeah.
0: the night before a game you wouldn't hmm. mind a, a, a few lads no we were never offered it because I'd say if we were offered to have a few pints before a game we wouldn't be seen for a couple of days but you didn't mind the boys having a pint or two the night before a game
1: well the most of them to be fair now an awful lot of the guys wouldn't have it but there was a few guys that a few pints wouldn't you know would go down would yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, deny it again, we would have. Well, it again, we would have a few points, yeah. But um, yeah,
0: there was a there was um, a quote, and you would be you you're a great man for the the quote. And a a fella, I was saying to the fella today that I was doing an interview, with you later on, and he said that one of the great quotes was once upon a time there when maybe you shouldn't have been beaten by London, you were, and you were coming back at the airport, and somebody said to you. Jesus, you should be ashamed of yourselves getting beaten by London. And you turned around and you says, Do you realize the pick they have? They have a pick
1: of nine million people. So sure, how can you compete with that? <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. Actually, I think I was really, I think I think it's probably more than nine million, yeah. But were, uh, there was a lot of there was um there was a. yeah that, that was a. we had a lot of problems that time though. we had the, the Garmin twins that played with you on the Munster Railway yeah. Cup so do you remember when we won that Railway Cup. Actually, I was involved with Munster there for four years and I enjoyed that as well. That was a great, that was a great, uh, that was a great uh, you it's know, It's a pity,
0: John, that that, that competition is gone like because we, we were talking about it the other day and I'm delighted, I'm proud of the fact I had that medal because of so many fellows that played with mm. Munster and the, the, the respect that the Railway Cup had and it was my only chance of getting one and we didn't play often enough with Munster through club or through what not. But yes. it's a brilliant competition. and Do you think that the GAA, between Sigurdsson, between
1: everything, that is too big? A competition like that, it's a pity yeah. that it died. It's an awful pity, yeah. And it give, you know, from uh, counties like, we'd say in Munster counties like Waterford, Tiburary, and Limerick, and Clare, you know, the, the, the better players in those. it them give them a chance to be involved with people like yourself and the, the, the top players in Kerry and the top players in Cork. That's just, Munster, you're the same story in Leinster and Connacht and all the other provinces and I I since uh, I'm going back as a as a kid back in the 60s and I remember the, them great holster teams with the top players from down in Cavern and geez you'd be looking forward to Patricks Day and seeing the hurling final and the, 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 the football final the railway cup it was one of the highlights of the year it was great to see all these great players playing you know and it's who who, was, who were the managers when you were involved then who were the well, in, in with other with the other counties. Well,
0: for that time. Say, so, uh, was it Gerald Sullivan that was in charge
1: a year ago? Sullivan, yeah, and uh, Gerald O'Keefe was a general from Kerry was. a was, yeah, he was selected
0: there as well,
1: yeah. Uh, Johnny Johnny Owens. Johnny was representing Tipperary, and there was a Johnny Johnny Cummins. He was representing. Uh, I think he was representing Limerick. He was, yeah. Johnny was representing Limerick. And uh, I was in, obviously, in it from Waterford. So we had a, they, they, that was a good idea. They had a, they had a and uh, there was somebody from Clare as well. I, um, I can't, I, ju- I just can't remember now. The, the, uh, who, the, the, there was a Clare man there for a couple of years as well. And um, what was it? Donny? there was Donnie, no, Donny Buckley. I think, oh no, Donny Buckley was in it one year. Yeah, open, open. We played conduct up in, up in, up in uh, Valley Fourn or someplace up in Common. We played them under lights. I think that might have been around 2006. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, we won the railway cup in 2008. And, of course, we played 2009 then, but we played Ulster in the final in 2009, and that was played in, in Lift, you know. Oh, yeah. And uh, we, 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 we had quite a good game with them. And I remember we had a water lad. Gary Honey was full forward. And it's I remember the, the, yeah, the Tyrone lads were fascinated with him. Such a big, powerful man, and he was so skillful. I think, he got, I think he scored about one two or one three in that match. You know, and the garmin twins were playing in that as well. They, they were, they were, they were, they were two, oh, two of the most two the most beautiful players that I came across. Well we down through the in the five or six years, but we we took coaching serious too. We had some very had some very good coaches in 0-7 there when we when we won the first championship match. I think it was back in 1988, it was the last time what had won a championship match before uh before zero seven, I had Ned English. You know, Ned football English. And, yeah, yeah. Ned, Ned would be a really good football man. Ned was in to give us. I'll tell you a funny story. Before we played clear, uh, we just uh, he found out that about the Monday night before we played clear that they were playing cock and Parky ring in a challenge match. So he says to me, Jackson, he said, I'll meet you up around the city hall. He said, and we'll drive up. He said, We'll have to go under we'll just the cloak and dagger drop. No, he said, We can't, we can't have the by seen us, you know. And uh, Anyway, I sit I sat in the jeep with Ned. We went straight through the red lights. Hey, English! I said, you "Just have to go through the red lights." <laughs> we <laughs> came to the next one, which was green, and he stopped. <laughs> but we eventually pulled in in front of uh, the, the entrance into the into Parky Ring. Anyway, and there was Party standing at the there Party standing by the wall, and he waving at me. How are you, Jackson? <laughs> we they went in. We didn't find anyone to see us. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, Clear were well beaten, but I do that was Paddy's last. That was party, last championship match as manager in in, in Field in 07, the poor fella, Yeah, we had it. This season, the show is brought to you by Airgrid, official timing
0: sponsors of the GAA All Ireland Hurling and Football Championship, and key drivers in Ireland's pursuit of a cleaner energy. F- that day, John, um, yourself and Paddy were on the sideline. You told me that. But that was the last the last championship match. Actually, the party ever managed any team on it's the sideline. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. When you look back on it now, uh, which was easy to be ways after, you know, there was lots of other things that I would, you know, that I would like to tell him. But I did tell him a few times. Well, I really did think like he was a man. I he was a man that I, he was a man I, I really admired, and, and you know, he, he was. And I always felt better for having met him. He was a great character. Wanted to get and a great, and in his day, he was a great, great player. And he just said to me on the line, uh, and it was a terrible match. Jesus Jackson, he said, This thing is as bad as it looks. Because It's even worse. <laughs> we shook hands after, and we had a hug after the whole game, and we met up in the hotel after, and so we told a few yarns, and you know yourself, and that was it. And then we went on. We played G, he gave us a good bait, and we, we never got off the ground at all. And, uh, Game, the Game was televised, which made it twice as bad. I, I thought after giving you a good old run the year before, we might have, you know, but things just didn't go. well on the day, we were shocked. A few lads with a few injuries, but anyway, not making it. We would have liked to give you a bit of a game. It was a day that, um, I think it was a day that, um, what's his name, got two goals. Um, uh, Owen Brosnan got two, I think Owen Brosnan got two goals, yeah.
0: He had a desperate record actually scoring goals. Yeah. Um, there would have been down the years john you would have come across an awful amount of characters and you strike me as a fella that you'd have a lot of friends around the country after it like is that one of the big things out of the ga that we all link into is yeah. the characters you meet and the friends you have everywhere everywhere
1: nearly a week go by but they'd always they'd get no phone calls from some fella you know uh, like on, on the team now, the five the five years I was there, like well, I, <clears throat> I called in a lot lots of coaches. I had a guy ever present called Michael O'Loughlin, who was from South Tiberi. Michael was a wonderful coach and had a great way with the players. Very good. Uh, Joe Purden from Matt gormick I liked him when he was playing as a player. He was a guy who taught a lot about the game. He was into uh, stats and all that, you know, which I wasn't really, to be honest, which I was more in I like. I like watching horse racing and I, I like looking at. Uh, I like looking at good horses running. You know what I mean? Do you see the way they, Daisy cutting action the way they float over the ground? I love to see a guy playing football that somebody like Declan O'Sullivan who can solo with the ball left and right and is looking around. he's not looking at the ball. He, he knows you know what this is natural. It's absolutely natural. What a wonderful player. Kicked the ball over the bear. He didn't know which leg he was going to kick the ball with over the bear. you know That's the kind of stuff that's the kind of stuff I'd like to teach. You know, to be able to teach that to young guys if you could get that into young fellows. It's well because it's a wonderful game. And uh well, lots of great coaches. And we got in, I got in a guy who was nominated for a couple of all stars with Kildare, and he's a wonderful coach. A guy called Paul McLachlan, a big strong lad. He was nominated, I said, twice for all stars. He lives down in Wexford now, and a hell of a nice fella. And he's a man's man. He's a he's a very popular fella. Very popular fella with the players. And uh, we used to have on all the away games. We used to have uh, the 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 fact was, uh, you know, uh, the sleeping the sleeping arrangements because uh, <laughs> it was uh, when the back room team would be sleeping if there was a, a room with a few beds in it, uh, there was a few guys very uh, very loud we'd say snoring and stuff like that. So we used to have. Uh, I like looking back. We we there was never a dull moment. It was it was. And, and you see always
0: you to always make it home on a Sunday night after an away game. John, you did.
1: Depending how far away it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, we had uh, another guy there from, I had a guy there from Cork, playing Lottie, very good coach, John Cummins, uh, Brendan Cummins' father. I had Colin Kelly down. Colin is a wonderful uh, coach as well and a great forwards coach. And uh, very good, actually, it was he made a free take out of, out of Jason Ryan because he gave him some great drills, you know, how to train on his own, you know. For the free taking and uh, Donnie Buckley, of course. Buckley
0: was uh, outstanding
1: as a coach. Outstanding, I, I think I was the first guy. I remember somebody wrote in the paper, "Who is Donnie Buckley?" Some guy from the Cork Examiner, somebody asked me, "Who's the best coach you have ever seen?" And I said, "He's a guy from Castle. He's a guy from Castle Island, and his name is Donnie Buckley." And somebody wrote on some paper, "Who is Donnie Buckley?" <laughs> 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 they been long finding out who Donny Buckley was, and he's he's an absolutely wonderful coach and a player's man as well. So Donny was known, and I got Donny involved in a few clubs like Ballinacorty. He won a championship with them as well, and of course he's a, he's now a, he's a legendary coach. But uh, he started off with Clare. He was I think he was he's uh, working and he was working in Clare. He's the he was the um, the Clare County Engineer down there, yeah. A wonderful, wonderful coach. Mickey Moran from Derry. John Morrison, the lot of mercy. And he was a wonderful, wonderful man as well. And Tony Scully. And, you know, meeting all people like that and found great friendships. And former players, you know. I got to know an awful lot of people in Kerry, Cork, everywhere. And great. that's the great thing about the GA. You and, still
0: um, travel, John, to all matches at the moment, would
1: you? I'd go to, I'd, I'd, I'd go to the Munster football final. I'd go to the cork Kerry games, yeah. I I was often at Connacht finals and Ulster finals and stuff like that. I would, have, you know, wouldn't bother me. I'd actually enjoy that away. What again. do
0: you make of the the game, the modern game, as people say?
1: Well, uh, uh, it's a bit like, <clears throat> for the start, the guys are the guys are super fit. They're some fine athletes there, yeah. but there but there are enough. There are enough. lot of the, enough, lot of, the lot, lot of the old, lot of the you know, lot of the skills that are are uh, you know that are that are suffering, you know, that I, I, that I would like to see. I, I don't see too many people like Declan O'Sullivan playing the game. Do you know what I'm saying? I'd love to see a lot more of that, real natural skill. Uh, there is some wonderful players there in the game today, I have no doubt about it. But uh, the thing I would love to see, I would love to see midfield play brought into it, like the old midfield play, like when we had uh, the ball being kicked out of the middle of the field and you're somebody like Dara O'Shea or Stair Donaghy or, you know...
0: Hey, we're caught away. Catching it,
1: yeah. You know, like a lot of people
0: would say that it's gone too defensive. But if you look, I don't actually mind. I don't know what, what you think. Yes, Derry play with a lot of fellas back and they tackle hard or whatnot. But by Christ, do they attack at pace? It is a different game. If you talk about the game that you saw when you were a young fella and you look at it now, mm-hmm. but. There are parts of it, I suppose, that are hard to watch, but most teams now realize that you can't be ultra defensive without actually breaking at pace. Like do, you, what, like, do you think it's still hard enough to watch compared to the stuff that was there 20, 30 years ago? Or do you think there's a lot of things better than it as well?
1: Oh, no, of course, there's a lot of things better than it. And it's, it's football, and I love the game. And I, I would never, I would never, I, uh, but. Uh, you know, when the goalie, the goalie to kick the ball, the goalie to kick the ball to a to a back or a wing back, and they start to move back in the full back line. But I know there is tremendous skill in it, as you say. And the ball has been punched, punched. Uh, we say it's, it's the most, it's the safest way to pass the ball now at at, at pace. And like the ball has walked from one end of the field to the other at at at, bre- at breathtaking pace. Yes, there is no doubt about it. That wasn't in the game when I was a young lad back in the sixties or indeed in the seventies. And when you look back, you're looking at some of those old videos. You're talking about the old videos that are there in the in the in 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 Croker. And you look at those you now, certainly they were there were wonderful fetches and there were wonderful scores. But there was some desperate stuff as well, some desperate kicking, you know, where the, somebody just got the ball and kicked it for the sake of kicking it. There was an awful lot of that. There was an awful lot of bats, an awful lot of bats stuff as well. But that was down to I suppose guys were doing physical work and they were fit to a certain extent. But not not to the same degree as the guys are today because guys today are on different jobs. You have school teachers who have plenty of time off, you have bank officials, you know. You don't see any builders, builders or farmers. So that's the thing now that's kind of... You don't ever see a farmer, um, you know, a farmer yeah. playing football at the highest level. You will at club level, but not at the highest level.
0: Do you think it's easier? Do you think it's easier for players
1: to walk away from the
0: game now than it was?
1: It is easier because it's easier to walk away because the commitment, it's a huge commitment. And young fellows today have a lot of... In today's world, there's a lot, there's a lot of pressure on young fellows today. If you're a guy going to college, uh, you're under pressure to perform there for a job for the future. If you're a young married man, you have a family, you know what I mean? There's lots of things calling on young fellows. Like but, it, but it's wonderful to be able to get into that field and be able to train with your mates. It's it's, it's like that's the point that I made to them young boys that were playing for Waterloo in the years that I was there. You know, when you look back in your time, you can say, "Look, I played football. I played it against some good players. I enjoyed it. I played for the county, and I was fit. It's good for their mental health as well to be able to get to the field and train and play the game. It's 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 good for young fellas. Of course, it's good for girls as well. And I, I, what I really enjoyed last year was that ladies' football final between. <coughs> that was a super game.
0: This is brilliant and and the crowds that are going to it, the interest that's going into it, but the preparation at underage level is massive with it and um, mm-hmm. come here john do you know the? And it's a kind of a strange question, Do you know, say, sometimes you hear with the GA that they're pumping money into certain counties and they should be pumping more into other counties do you think that some counties they need to have a balance of it in terms of getting maybe a bit more money, but using it the right way. Like. Do you know, is it, is it, is the answer, basically what I'm asking you, is the answer pumping money in from the GAA or is it bigger and wider than that?
1: Well, uh, well, I've always believed that the answer is in, in coaching, good coaches, you know, and maybe having a, uh, like I was involved in a, I was involved in a committee in Munster for a good number of years there with, with uh Liam Hardnett from Cork and and uh, Tony 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 um, Fitzgibbon from Limerick and uh, some other well a lot of other well-meaning fellows the late Noel Welsh from Clare you know yeah and um, what we what, what we were basically at was trying to improve the coaching and, and of course Pat you, you, Pat O'Shea is 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 a is a wonderful man and has done tremendous work for the for the Munster Council and for the Munster counties over the over the years. But uh, I've always believed that that, that the uh, that the answer is in coaching, and there's there's lots of skills. And the late John Morrison, he used to have a, he used to have a wonderful piece in that you know the Gaelic the Gaelic magazine the North every week, and the amount the amount of uh, the amount of ways that a forward can get around the defender and the, the things that you know what I mean. Every he he had he had itemised every skill in Gaelic football, you know. Yeah. And uh, it, it makes it. You know, it's a very if, if you if you are a coach and you're interested in it to, to uh, if you could get hold of his uh, if his manuscript and teach the game like the way he wanted to teach it, I would I would say you couldn't go far wrong. And the other one, of course, is Johnny Buckley. It's a know? skill.
0: It's a skill in itself, John, isn't it? I mean, you could have great ideas inside your head, but yeah. the actual skill of coaching is getting it across to players. Communication.
1: Absolutely, you yeah, have to, 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 to be able to be able to be able to be a. To have the people skills to get that across to the players, you could be the greatest player. You could be the greatest player of all time, but you mightn't have the skill to get that to the to, to get it to you know to get it into the players. You mightn't you mightn't it mightn't work. And and, and same you can see the same in soccer. You would have some pre- tremendous soccer players there, and they 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 get a get A job there on mil- millions, of millions, uh, millions worth of contracts with different clubs. Like we've Frank Lampert gone in there now, and I think maybe he's shooting above his head and then shooting above, you know, then, you know, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think <laughs> you know well, what would your I philosophy be? He was a great player because he was a great player, doesn't
0: mean he's a great coach, you know. I know who are you telling? Um, what was he going to say? Do you know the what philosophy would you have with dealing with lads, John? You dealt with a lo- enough of them, and a lot of I know a lot of the lads. That were under you had fierce respect for you and have fierce respect for you what would your philosophy be in terms of it can't be all about getting every last drop out of them for the basically how do you get every last drop out of them
1: well well well. i suppose you, you, you would um you would find out little things about all the lads you know and about what makes them tick you know they like everybody it's, it's impossible that you're going to have 26 or 30 guys on the panel and they're all the same and they, they don't they're not all the same and they all have different interests and you know, and to be able to, 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 um, to get inside their heads is what you really need to be, uh, you know. Uh, find out, uh, you know, af- after a training session, you might talk to one guy tonight and tomorrow you'll talk to, and eventually you'll get, get around to them all, you know. There are some guys that are going to fall through that you won't be able to get through to. Yeah. But the how, guys, uh,
0: how did you deal with the with the cranky who that wasn't getting his game?
1: Well, I told him to shoot. And if he wasn't man enough to take it, well, then there'd be some other cranky whore coming, you know. <laughs> you had,
0: you had, um, and it was a great book, I remember it at the time because it wasn't really done and it wasn't the access wasn't there. But she had Damien Lawler and he wrote a book he
1: on was the war
0: footballers over the course of a year. Was it over the course of a year, John?
1: Five, yeah, he came in, he, he rang me in, uh. He rang me at the end of 08 and he said he was thinking about writing a book about what? Of course, I knew him for a good few years because he had written a story about us before we played Meet in the Juno final in, uh, in 99. And he said, uh, Jackson, he said, I'm thinking about writing a book about you. I, I thought he was joking. So I said, Listen, hey, Lala, I am trying to be listening to you now, lad. I'm going to the book. About <laughs> the <real skin." laughs> so he came back to me the day after. He said, I'm not joking about that. He said, I, I want to write a book. He said, Everybody's writing books about. Kerry and Dublin and, you know, all the top teams. He said, I just want to be a sort of a fly on the wall and follow you around to the matches and go to your training sessions and see what you're doing, you know? And uh, he think, uh, I think he said, it's a book that might, you know, it might do well. He said, I'd like, I'd like to do it. So I said, okay, fair enough. So he came along and uh, there was no restrictions. He had all access. He had all access. We didn't, he had access to everything. Yeah, and um, came to all the training sessions. We had them at the matches, and I remember in, uh, we were playing Sligo up in Markovich Park in 9 and it was a vital game. We had played well in the league that year, and uh, if we beat Sligo, we were gone up. They, they, were, a, they were a pint ahead, ahead of us on the table, and uh, if we beat them, we were gone up. And they, I think they had won the kind of championship the year before. Now, they were really good, and they had Eamon O'Hara playing midfield, and as you know, Eamon was a very good player. And uh, <clears throat> they, at half time, we were leading by a pint after. It was a very, really good game. Good good standard of a game. And you know the way you'd be looking for a nugget? Yeah. You know, come up with a nugget to tell a fella, you know, you mean you'd be looking at a few lads like maybe Tomas O'Shea or someone sitting in the line. you be saying, How the fuck, what am I going to say to this guy to get him going, or to keep him going? So i just say, hey, they're La." right. I said, so you'll have to be in the lot of dressing rooms over the years, and you'll have to write a lot of shit about GA. <laughs> and football, I said, man, say something. Bill. <laughs> and it was the only time in his life he said he was ever stuck for a few words. <laughs> and the lads the lads the lads made a few games. what well, he did, he said a few words in fairness to him. Yeah. Well, you, made him, man, you made him we, give the, the team talk. He wasn't expecting it. No, he wasn't over. No. We went out and we went out then in the second half, made a tremendous game with them. And I remember their goalie, Philip Green, making it. he turned around a shot from Jer at the end and it, 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 it just they they beat us by a pint. But I remember Eamon O'Hara's response after, um, he was asked by the local radio, you know, they were, they were delighted to have been promoted. And he just said he was absolutely knackered because he played his heart out. He said that was some effing game. You know, okay. it was it was, a really, it was a really good game, yeah. Do you think
0: the so-called weaker teams, John, that they get the exposure that they deserve? Could, they, could the GA be doing more for them? What do you think, for example, for, of the Talton Cup?
1: Well I, well, I think uh, I think it's good that the semi-finals and finals are going to be played in Croker. Yeah. I think it'll be better next year, you know, with the, I think the competition. I'm really looking forward. Well, uh, you know, with the help of with coach Woods as a fellow, be around next year. But I'm looking forward to the championship now next year with the top the top sixteen teams and the four teams, the four uh, groups of four. You know, so there should be some tremendous games. I'm really looking forward to that. And of course, I think we're going to have about ninety nine games in the championship next year. It is good. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not happy with the thing this year finishing in the month of July. And I, I think you know, I think they could have at least brought it up to August. Just too many games coming too, too You know, there's too many good games on the one day that I'd like to, I'd like to get to a couple of them if, if there was one. You know what I mean? There's, to just, have to spread out a little bit more, maybe. You know. But next year now we're going to have ninety. I think it's ninety nine games. So really looking forward to that actually I think it'll be good yeah
0: yeah I am I, um, there's one thing that that like the big teams again and it is only look I'm involved with Offaly this year and I see it's not the struggles of, of, of weaker teams but when you have smaller teams you have smaller squads mm-hmm. and when you have smaller squads you're relying on everybody and outside of injury then John if you have Sigerson in January if you have the likes of the McGrath Cup in January if you have the National League, which is the be-all and end-all for Division Three and Four teams, mm. if you have an under-20 championship, and if you have an All-Ireland or a Munster championship after that and an All-Ireland series after that, and the whole thing is squeezed
1: into six and a half months, it's yeah. very hard it's for the counties. Of course, it's very It's, it's very it's, hard for every county. It's very hard for every county. Of course it is, yes. And... Um, But at the end of the day, I I I I know that the the club. When you you go back, when you're finished the county, you go back to your club, and you know that the 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 clubs the clubs are important. But at the end of the day, the one the one that's the golden the golden goose is the inter county, isn't it? The the football and holding, the inter county is 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 the one, and uh, it's just a pity that the, the bloody thing has been squeezed into a few weeks this year. You know that's that's the way I view it. Like I'm going to be there in August now. August is going to be wonderful hopefully weather-wise in September, but we're not going to have any inter-county activity again until uh, those secondary competitions again next January, you know. So um, that's, that's the uh, yeah. bad it, part
0: it, actually, you know, the, the argument to be made then that there is club action, that there will be uh, big matches in, in club, but that's down to the county boards then to run them fairly fresh and fairly... It, it, do you know what? I think we have a brilliant organisation and I know we love giving out about it. Like, yeah. But it, when you see the likes of the Railway Cup gone and I, I think Sigerson is, is a great competition, an unbelievable competition, the quality of football that you have there. Yeah. It's very hard, isn't it, to get the proper, proper calendar year because even, do you know, it's an awful problem for a lot of counties. It won't work in a lot of counties, save the Offaly's, the Corks, the Waterfords. Because there's hurling and football strong in every one of those counties. Yes. It's nearly the dual
1: player now, John is nearly a dying breed at club level, isn't he? Oh, he's he, absolutely. Even even, even at club level it's becoming a it's a huge problem, you know. But like we we here in Waterford, like we have a in 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 an area, in land area, with the smallest county in Munster, and uh, like the city, there's more than half the population of the county in the city, you know. And there's only one football club in the city, St. Saviour's, you know. There are other clubs there, there are a few other clubs there when he played, maybe junior or B, or, you know. I think there might be one under junior A club there. And that's, that's a huge, that's a huge, and like the big sport in the city, like uh, maybe Ballygunner. Ballygunner are, uh, Bally are on the outskirts of the city. Mount, Mount Sain, Mount Sain or more Rulmore, and Delisalde, there's four or five holding clubs there. Soccer is a, big, is a big game in Water City, you know, the June, the June, the June of soccer clubs. And, um, I was going to ask, I,
0: it popped into my head a while ago, and this is random enough now, but you were a big man for quizzes. You were on years ago when I was a young fella, now I remember where in the world. You were on where in the world, weren't you? <laughs>
1: because you were very young when I was on that. <laughs> no, I don't
0: remember. Well, I sure, don't remember you being on it, but I do remember, what was your one's name? Trise three, three, Lowe. the
1: Lowe, yeah. A good-looking good lassie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you won it, John, yeah? We won a trip to Australia out of it, yeah. Did you go? Oh, I did, yeah. I did, yeah. We traveled the whole place, yeah. It was nice. It was a, a holiday of a lifetime sure, yeah.
0: But you, we did, you used to have quizzes then with the lads, Waterford lads, maybe, when you were on an away trip or
1: something? Oh, I mean, we on an away trip, then. I'd, I'd organize it. We'd, we'd have an old quiz there. I'd Make up a general knowledge quiz or maybe a sports quiz. So, some of the guys, some of the guys we... Some of the guys would be, uh, we'd say, would want, you know, on the sports quiz. So what we used to do was divide up, divide up the lads so that you'd have, a, this, we'd have one or two fellas that'd be good on the sports quiz on one team or a, a guy, a guy that was good on literature or whatever in with them as well. So we, we used to have good, they, they used to have good competition and I used to take it a tenner a man off them and the winners would have the cash, you know. But if you'd bring it for a few beers after the match, it all worked.
0: <laughs> you'd be taking the cash off them, John, I'd
1: say. Yeah, we had a... I was in a programme called Know Your Sport with the, a lot of... Oh, yeah. Jimmy McGee, yeah. I remember that as well. Were you on that as well? I was, yeah. I was in that a few times, yeah, Jimmy, yeah. They were great programmes because it was all yeah. based on Irish stuff, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, they were, yeah. They were great, yeah. They were great. And... Uh, yeah, well that's, um, we had a, there was another program, there was another program, uh, going back a while, called Cross Country Quiz, which was for uh, Macron and the Firma, was, uh, for the yeah. young parents, yeah. And that was a good program as well, with a guy called Peter Murphy, you know, that was, you know. Was um, I I'm going to, I'm going to wrap it up, John, it was
0: a, it was brilliant talking, uh, unbelievable Lifetime in the GA, the memories you have, and hopefully you'll have many, many more years of them. Um, and thanks very much for coming on to the to the podcast. Um, I'd like to thank Airgrid for 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 sponsoring it. And uh, John, Garamila, Margaret, bye. And I suppose the last question I'll ask you before you leave is: Who do you see winning the All Ireland football final this year?
1: Well, I'd love to see Kerry win it because they have the greatest national, the greatest, uh, uh, most um, the greatest talent in the country at the minute, I think, is David, David Clifford. So I'd, I'd, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be tipping Kerry to win it, yeah. But I think Dublin, Dublin, Dublin will pull to him. You know. Yeah. You know. But hey, Thomas, before Thomas, before you go, I would just like to say uh, that over the years that it's been a pleasure watching you and your two brothers and your uncle before you. You know, and. Um, it was an absolute pleasure to be involved with the Munster team, and especially having you, having you on having you on the team. I really enjoyed that that night in Portlaoise. I you too, uh, yeah. And and you're doing a great job on the TV, and we wish you the best of health and all the best for the future.
0: Got a million John. Thanks a million, boy. Appreciate it. All the best to you and yours as well. All
1: right. Good man, Tomas. Thank you. Meal, boy. Yes, Tomas. look. Hey. <laughs> Can you see that? Can you see that? I can (laughs) buy. That's it. That's not the club jersey. No, no, no. That's the Kelly one. My daughter wears that at all all year
0: matches. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again to our sponsor, Airgrid. Official timing sponsors of the GAA All-Ireland Hurling and Football Championship and key drivers in Ireland's pursuit of a cleaner energy future.